Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily number 288. It is Thursday, January 21st, 2021. I'm your host, Scott Gumber, and a who's who of DNS Spook Advisories. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. Good morning and happy Thursday. Thursday, the new Friday. Well, it's not really the new Friday, but if you want it to be, you can. It can be. Just, you know, call out sick. If you are so in light, if you're so... Uh, able to, I guess. Um, I won't be. I'll be here tomorrow as well. And wherever you're listening to this, if you could like, share, comment, or review, then I promise I'll be here on Monday as well. And if you're in a HIPAA compliant business, you can go to Facebook and or LinkedIn and type Get HIPAA Compliance into the search and join that group where we'll share more depressing HIPAA news today. Um, let's jump into the news. First up, Google Chrome now checks for weak passwords and helps fixes them. This is the Google Chrome we told you yesterday. New version came out, new version 88. Added a new feature to the browser where it will check for um, if the stored passwords are weak and easy to guess and exposing users to brute force attacks or password cracking attempts. And then it will be, it will then, um, will help reset stored passwords that have been compromised in data breach. That actually has been available since September of last year. Um, to check your passwords, you go to settings, passwords, check passwords, and check now. It's, I'm not clear here if it because it, it says that it will also warn you if one of your stored passwords have been compromised in a data breach after logging into the sites. I'm not sure if that's after you manually go to check or if it will check proactively against uh, the password you're entering. I would think that might be a little insecure if that if it is doing that. So I would have to say probably not, but I could be wrong on that. Um, so if it um, if you get an alert saying your password has been compromised, then you should change it, obviously, for that site and wherever else you're using it. It says a study conducted by Google found that 1.5% of all logins have been compromised in data breaches. And I saw a number yesterday, I think it was 22 billion. I think that was the number. 22 billion um, login credentials have been compromised in the last year. So that's just like an insane number. Consider there's 8 billion people on the planet. I know it was significantly higher than the number of people on the planet. There's 8 billion people on the planet, and if it's 22 billion, it means there's every person on the planet would have three compromised credentials out there. It's just That's insane to me. But that's a lot of, of weak passwords and weak credentials and no two-factor authentication and so forth. On Bleepy Computer, Microsoft has shared some details about how the SolarWinds uh, Orion attackers remained undetected. Uh, the previously unknown information was disclosed by, disclosed by security experts as part of Microsoft 365 Defender Research Team, Microsoft Threat Intelligence Center, and Microsoft Cyber Defense Operations Center. The report they published shares new details regarding the SolarGate second stage activation, so we now know there was four different uh, malwares 
and those are the steps and tools used to deploy custom cobalt strike loaders, teardrop, raindrop, and others after dropping the solar gate sunburst, also known as sunburst DLL backdoor. They evaded detection by um, orchestrating uh, a range of tactics, operational security, anti-forensic behavior, and um, some other steps. They remained on some of the networks of the their victims undetected where they were able to launch further attacks. Um, the And it says here, the attackers behind SolarGate are skillful and methodic operators who follow operation security best practices to minimize traces stay under the radar and avoid detection Microsoft reveals during our in-depth analysis of the attackers tactics techniques and procedures TTPs for short seen through the lens of Microsoft 365 defenders rich telemetry we observed a few techniques that are worth disclosing to help other defenders better respond to this incident and is use and use hunting tools like Microsoft 365 defender advanced hunting or Azure Sentinel queries to search for potential traces or past activity and there are there so there have been some new tools developed for these purposes too methodic avoidance of shared indicators for each compromised host by deploying custom cobalt strike dll implants on each machine camouflage and blending into the environment by renaming tools and binaries to match files and programs on the compromised device which is why you need something a hunter to find those things disabling event logging uses using audit poll beforehand on keyboard activity and enabling back after work so they're enabling they're disabling event logging and then re-enabling it when they're done doing what they're doing creating firewall rules to minimize outgoing packets for certain protocols before running noisy network enumeration activities and then again removing those firewall rules carefully planning lateral movement activities by first disabling security services on targeting targeted hosts so this is a very meticulous operation very um uh, very detailed and they're taking very very uh proactive measures to ensure they remain undetected also believed to have used time stomping to change artifacts timestamps and leveraged wiping procedures and tools to hinder malicious dll implants discovery in affected environments so uh, very careful to go undetected and it obviously it worked they went undetected for quite some time um, they're now saying that they were on the solar winds network for since at least the third quarter of 2019 so almost a year and a half at least maybe even longer uh, we have a couple of databases of user information being released so first one is this is these are both on bleep a computer full database of 77 million nitro pdf user records has been released 77,159,696 was leaked for free it is a 15 gig database to give you 14 gig sorry to give you an idea of how much space a database takes up 77 million records 14 gigs and that includes users emails full names bcrypt hash passwords titles company names ip addresses and other system related information the second ones is 1.9 million pixler 
user records for free also for, I'm sorry that's also being released for free 1.9 million Pixlr user records and let's see if it tells me here what it includes that was shiny hunters I don't know who the first one was um, that includes uh, email addresses login names SHA 512 hash passwords the users country whether they sign up for the newsletter and other internal information so whether or not you sign up for the newsletter will make it interesting because you can expect some phishing attacks 1.9 million Pixlr users we mentioned yesterday the DN spook or DNS I don't know if they're calling it DNS spook or DN spook but it's DNS POOK vulnerability that we mentioned yesterday that affects millions of devices uh, including routers and switches and um, a bunch of other stuff IOT I think is involved but here's a list of the advisories and notices from the different vendors that are impacted Arista states that DNS spook vulnerabilities affect all EOS products including the 7xxx and the 7xx series switches and routers Cisco stated that 55 products and services are affected by DNS mask vulnerabilities while updated software is already available for some products many affected services will not have fixes until February and March DNS mask Simon Kelly the maintainer of DNS spook has posted an advisory to DNS mask discuss mailing list this advisory advises all DNS mask users to upgrade to version 2.83 to resolve the vulnerabilities open WRT which we mentioned earlier um, their forum was also hacked so they're not having a good good week here open WRT has released an advisory explaining how you can upgrade your DNS mask package to resolve the vulnerability using the following command and that is OPKG space update semicolon space OPKG space upgrade space dollar sign parentheses OPKG space list dash installed space DNS mask with a Q not a K star asterisk space pipe space cut space dash d parentheses single parentheses space single parentheses space dash f1 parentheses close parentheses um so you can that is on bleep a computer if you wanted to take, take a look netgear um says the rx40 rax40 running firmware versions prior to one version 1 1.0.3.88 and the same for rx rax35 Red Hat released an advisory offering mitigation advice for various versions of Red Hat Enterprise Linux. And um, I'm going to come back to Red Hat in a minute because I saw something else interesting about Red Hat today. Siemens has released a security advisory that states that Rugged Com RM1224 and various scalance versions are affected by the DNS spook vulnerabilities. Sophos advisory states that their Sophos Red products are affected by the DNS spook vulnerability. Uh, and a firmware will be update, up, available soon. Synology has released a security advisor stating that their disk station manager, DSM, and Synology router manager, SRM, operating systems are only vulnerable to DNS spook, DNS cache poisoning vulnerabilities, CVE 2020, 25, 684, 685, and 686, um, and that the other vulnerabilities are, do, do not Im impact them. Uh, there and are already for. Uh, well, it says the vulnerabilities in SRM 1.2 are resolved in version 1.2.4-8081-2 or above, but a fix is not available for DSM.62 yet. 
and Ubuntu has issued an advisory listing available package for for Ubuntu 16.04, 18.04, 20.04, and 20.10 that resolve the vulnerability. So quite a few different things here being impacted um, by DNS mask in this vulnerability called DNS spook. U.S. spinal care practice among first to issue healthcare data breach warning in 2021. Precision spine, and this is on portswigger.net. Precision Spine Care, a Texas based spinal care comp center, has warned of a potential data breach after an unauthorized individual gained remote access to an employee's email account in an attempt to fraudulently divert funds from the organization. So, this is a BEC scam, business email compromise. Um, the company, which has facilities in the cities of Tyler, Longview, Lufkin, Texarkana, and Naco. Doches has become one of the first U.S. healthcare companies to flag a potential data breach in 2021 in line with HIPAA requirements. Uh, I find that hard to believe because we are 20 days, almost three weeks, well, we are three weeks into the month now. Um, I would imagine there's probably going to be more. Well, there is more, but so here's here's another one. U.S. Spinal Care, uh, Precision Spine Care, in a Texas-based spinal care center. I don't see numbers, um, but, oh, well, it says indicates that just over 20,000 individuals are potentially impacted. So, sounds like a phishing attack, BEC scam, gone awry. And on HIPAAjournal.com, at least 560 U.S. healthcare facilities were impacted by ransomware attacks in 2020. So, more info coming out about the 2020 statistics. Ransomware attacks have had a massive impact on businesses and organizations in the United States. And 2020 was a particularly bad year healthcare industry, education sector, and federal, state, and municipal governments and agencies have been targeted by ransomware gangs, and there were at least 2,354 attacks on these sectors in 2020, according to the latest State of Ransomware report from the New Zealand-based cybersecurity firm MCSoft. Now, I believe that's 2,354 successful attacks, which means you're seeing, on average, uh, I don't know, seven or eight a day. The number of ransomware attacks increased sharply toward the end of 2019 while the attacks slowed in the first half of 2020. A major coordinated campaign was launched in September when attacks dramatically increased and continued to occur in large numbers throughout the rest of the year. And we said through the whole first half of 2020, you're going to see a big increase in the second half and there you have it. In 2020, there were at least 113 ransomware attacks on federal, state, and municipal governments and agencies. 560 attacks on healthcare facilities in 80 separate incidents, and 1,681 attacks on schools, colleges, and universities. So let's remember that we're probably talking about blackboard would be one attack, but that may impact multiple facilities. Well, it does impact multiple facilities. These attacks have occurred, have caused significant financial harm. And in some cases, the disruption has had life-threatening consequences. And we saw one loss of life in Germany. So there wouldn't be HIPAA, but it would still be loss of life. Healthcare services have had to be suspended. Ambulances have been redirected to alternative facilities. 911 services have been interrupted. Medical appointments have been postponed and test results have been delayed. The fact that there were no ransomware-related deaths in the U.S. last year was simply due to good luck. Security needs to be bolstered across the public sector before that luck runs out and lives are lost, said Fabian Wosar, CTO, MCSoft. One of the most damaging attacks was the Universal Health Services. We did talk about that one as well. 
a health system that operates more than 400 hospitals and healthcare facilities in the U.S. The attack affected all its locations and caused considerable disruption and attack on the University of Vermont health network that we talked about. They claim it cost $1.5 million in lost revenue per day. Four systems offline, including an EHR system, several hospital systems remained out of action for several weeks after the attack. The ransomware attack, well here it is, cost the health system around $1.5 million a day in additional expenses and lost revenue while it recovered. Statistics let us know that the average ransomware incident cost $8.1 million in 287 days to recover. So while you might gain some systems back, you're not getting everything back for almost a year. That's 287 days, so it's 365 in a year has become increasingly common for ransomware threat actors to steal sensitive data prior to file encryption and for threats to be issued to publish or sell the stolen data if the ransom is not paid. This tactic was first adapted by Maze, who has since shut down, but many other threat groups have now adopted the same tactic. MCSoft said only the Maze ransomware gang was exfiltrating data prior to file encryption at the start of 2020, but now at least 17 other threat groups are stealing data and publishing it on leak sites if the ransom is not paid. And now some of them are actually reaching out to the clients of the healthcare facility or whatever business it is. In some cases, even payment of ransomware does not guarantee the stolen data will be deleted. Several ransomware games, including Soto, Soto Nakibi, which is also known as Revel, Network, uh, not Network, Netwalker and Mespinoza are known to have leaked stolen data even after the ransom was paid. MCSoft notes that the in the first half of 2020, only one of the 60 ransomware attacks on federal, state, county, and municipal governments and agencies resulted in stolen data being leaked. However, in the second half of the year, 23 out of 53 attacks saw stolen data released on leaked sites. At least 12 healthcare organizations that were attacked with ransomware had sensitive data stolen and leaked online. 2020 was clearly a bad year, but there's little to suggest 2021 will be any better, and it won't. It will be worse, I believe, this year. That is going to do it for this edition of the Product of IT Cybersecurity Daily. So until tomorrow, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay secure.